Welcome to Positive Adoption, where you can find adoption, foster care, and trauma-informed parenting all in one place. I'm Kathleen Guire, your host, mother of seven, four through adoption, former National Parent of the Year, author, teacher, and speaker. But more than any of those things, I'm a parent just like you. I know what it's like to raise kiddos from hard places. I used to feel as if I were the only one struggling, and because I felt that way, I isolated myself. I don't want you to feel alone in your parenting journey. So grab a cup of coffee and join me for Positive Adoption, a coffee break podcast. Hi, Kathleen Guire here. Welcome to Positive Adoption. I am doing a new series. Start. It started on Monday. What is a good parent? And I will get into that a little bit more after my personal update and then my community update. So in my personal update, I did have another fiction book come out, Defining Marriage. And it's been out on Kindle since the second but I finally got the proof copy of the print book, not because I needed to see the inside, it's already been edited and proofread because I like to see the cover because sometimes those can get messed up or not aligned right or whatever. So if you're looking for something to read or you want to get the complete set, because there's three of them out now, Defining Home, Defining Family, Defining Marriage, and they all have the theme of trafficking, their adventure, mystery, and told from first person from an orphan who comes to be part of a family from her perspective. So you can, I'll link those in the show notes. But anyway, that was really It was really good to get that proof copy in the middle of just kind of an emotional day. Just a bunch of stuff going on. So, So that's my personal update and I don't want to take too much time on that other than to say, which I think is extraordinary, is we've had really warm weather up here in the mountains, like in the 70s, like low 70s which is kind of summer weather for us. So I've been able to get outside and walk a lot and sit outside and work on my back porch, which has been a great mood lifter. There's nothing like some vitamin D from the sun to lift your mood. So um, in my community update, I checked on what was being listened to and how to stunt the growth of anxiety in your children is still a huge one. And another one that, you know, kind of surprised me was summer reading. That one is getting a lot of listens. So maybe maybe you, like me, you love to read. And anytime you see the word reading in an article or a podcast, you want to know what do other people recommend and what are people reading. So thanks for listening, guys. Um, so I'm starting this series today. Oh, one I do have another community update. And for the month of January, February, March, Sandra Flack will be joining me on the podcast. 
and we are going to be working through several questions through several series, and I'll let you more know more about that as the time approaches. But one of those is um, what adoptive families don't tell you, what your adopted child would like you to know, and what you could do to help adoptive families. That's not just one, that's three. So anyway, we'll be working our way through those. We're actually starting to record this month, and I'm really excited about talking with her and hearing her perspective. And like I said, I'll let you know more about that as the time goes on. And I would just, I'm going to mention something to you before I start. Because I decided to do this series on what is a good parent, I also put together a survey for you to fill out. Now, I love surveys because I do a lot of the, you know, you can write a paragraph instead of doing multiple choice. I, I do a mix of both of those. First of all, because I like to know people's stories. I love to hear people's stories. And I also love to hear what you have to think. But here's the thing. I put that survey out Sunday night. And normally when I put a survey out, I instantly get people filling it out. And I think because of the subject matter, people are afraid. They don't want to say, hey, I'm a good parent, because that's the name of the survey, the good parent. Or they don't want to answer those questions and qualify what a good parent is, because we live in a season where, you know, the culture tells you, you can't tell somebody they're right, or you can't tell somebody they're wrong. Everybody has to be you know, people are afraid. So by the way, this survey that I put out there is not for judgment purposes. It's not for, hey, you're a good parent or you're not a good parent. It's just to gather information and tell your story. So I will link it. Now I checked again on Monday afternoon to see if I had gotten any responses after I'd shared an article on the website and shared it again on Facebook and Instagram, and nothing still. So it just don't be afraid. Maybe once I talk about this a little bit more about the topic, you will be more likely, because I mean this to be encouraging and equipping and educating all of us, myself included. And that's why I wanted the survey. I want to see what you have to think. So I will link that again, in the show notes. And please take a few minutes and fill it out. So on to our topic for today. Um, I'm going to read this list I put out on social media. I actually put it in on the website. I wrote a little article about it, and then I put it out on social media. What is a good parent? Am I a good parent? How do I measure my parenting? Is it by how well my kids behave? Whether they have the same opinions I do? To see, succeed academically, obey me, are clean, put together, and cute? Don't talk back? This list, I mean, this list could go on for days, literally. And this is just something I've been thinking about since a friend's post about what she used to think good parenting entailed. It just kind of spurred my brain into action. I read her post, and I'll link her name in the show notes. And um, 
she's awesome, by the way. And she's a foster, she's an adoptive parent. Make sure I get out, you know, I know these people and I get the, what they do mixed up. Anyway, so for the next six weeks, I'll be talking about what is a good parent on the podcast and picking apart some of these questions. And on my lives Tuesday on Facebook, I'll be talking about that. And I know not everybody can watch a live live and that's fine with me. I might actually even go to just doing a video and then posting it. You can watch it anytime and comment at any time. Okay? So I'll also be writing some articles about it because I'm really thinking about this a lot, especially during this time frame where we have been, you know, most people have been home with their kiddos 24-7. You know, some are going to school odd days, even days, whatever. But we've been with our kids more than ever. And sometimes when we've been with our kids for... you know, 24-7, we begin to feel as if we are not good parents. We're like, oh my gosh, oh my, I'm not very good at this. You know, I do better. I do better when they're not here or I do better when there's, uh, um, even when you homeschool, when there's a co-op to go to or lessons to go to or this to go to. So that's why I thought it was really important during this season of life to talk about that. And we have stresses and pressures and You know, it affects our ability to process things and to remain calm and to regulate ourselves. And so we can begin to think, hey, I'm not a good parent. And then we go down that rabbit hole of, I'm a terrible parent. Why am I doing this? Why why did I foster? Why did I adopt? Why did I even have children? And it's it's a terrible place to be because then we're doubting. And in this article that I wrote, you know, some of us have this inner critic that are that's bossing us around all day. And let's say, hey, we felt like yelling, but we didn't. Then our inner critic said, well, you felt like yelling, so therefore you might as well have yelled, you know? And, and then we all have mom guilt. We just have mom guilt. And it tells us, you know, oh, you... You know, you stayed up late to watch that movie last night and you're cranky today and... Therefore, you can't even form two sentences and you're expecting this toddler not to have a meltdown. So anyway, I'm just, I mean, I get, I'm getting depressed just talking about those. And I told you this was going to be encouraging. And I think it will be encouraging because I'm going to start a topic this week that I won't be able to complete probably because of the, the notes that I have written down that I definitely want to cover. So I want to start with one of the questions. Okay, so I'm getting my notes here. You'll you'll hear me turning pages because I have notes and I have my Bible. Does having children who are obedient make you a good parent? So that's one of our goals, right? You know, we want our kids to be obedient. And there's nothing better than being out in public or being out in a restaurant. Maybe you're not going those places right now, but, you know, or somebody just coming up to you and saying, oh my goodness, your kids are so well-behaved. They're so obedient. They listen to you. And yes, that's what we want. That's what our goal is. But is that what makes us a good parent? Is that what we should qualify 
our parenting ability in? Well, let's, let's go back to Genesis and let's look at God's parenting. So God created Adam and he created Eve. And God was, you know, he's the ultimate parent. You know, he is. He's perfect. He's omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient. He knows all things. He's all powerful. He's and he's all knowing. So God created Adam and Eve and he put them in this perfect setting. They were in the Garden of Eden. They had everything they needed. The temperature was perfect all the time. And for someone who gets, once I get cold, I stay cold, (laughs) you know, throughout the winter, you will see me bundled up. Not that I don't love winter, because I do. But you know that, that the temperature was perfect. There was plenty to eat. They didn't have to worry about paying their bills or their mortgage. And they lived in the perfect environment. And God was the perfect, God is the perfect father. So what happened? So let me go to Genesis 3, 3 through 5, and I'm watching the time and I realize it will not get through all of this, but I will at least get it started. Maybe it'll give you time to think about this for a while. Sorry, I'm moving my head away from the mic. Sorry, Gabe. That's our editor. Um, so Genesis 3, 3 through 5. Oh, let me start at 2. And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit. We may eat the fruit from the trees of the garden. Had to get my glasses. Except for the fruit from the tree which is in the middle of the garden. God has said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, You shall not surely die. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing the difference between good and evil, blessing and calamity. And when the woman saw that the tree was good, suitable, pleasant for food, and that it was delightful to look at, and a tree to be desired in order to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate it. She gave some also to her husband, and he ate it. Okay, so right now, I just had this vision in my head. You can see any kid going through this process. Not saying that a snake is showing up in your house or a serpent, you know, whatever. But maybe you told the child, hey, you... You may not have a cookie out of the cookie jar. And two minutes later, when you're getting laundry out of the dryer, then that same child is in the kitchen with a sibling saying, "Uh, let's get a cookie. Let's climb up on the counter. You surely will not be punished by mom, (laughs) you know? And I know I'm taking what was an extreme situation that changed the whole course of the world for us and I'm putting it into a more simple term, something that didn't have quite the um, consequence 
but it's the same pattern. Okay, so Adam and Eve were disobedient. And because of their disobedience, the whole course, the trajectory of the world changed. Does, did that make God a, a bad parent? So does your child being disobedient make you a bad parent? So that's something for you to think about the rest of the week. And I'm just going to go over what I, I will talk about next week. And I will continue this subject. I want to, I'm going to talk about Cain and Abel. And the, the other thing that I want to talk about is even the best parent is going to have disobedient children because your children have free will. And I'll talk more about that next week in more detail. And then also, I really want to get into what God had set in place already was a reconciliation plan. So we as parents have to have a reconciliation plan in place. And I feel like I have, you know, so much to say on this subject in so short a amount of time in 15 minutes, but I do not want, I mean, I'm, I'm over 16 minutes, but I would like to just keep this podcast short so that you have time to listen to it please fill out that survey. I will link it in the show notes on the whole house and I will see you next week. Thanks for joining me today. Bye. Thanks for listening to Positive Adoption. Make sure you subscribe on thewholehouse.org to receive your gift of five things, a tiny handbook for foster and adoptive families, and receive a monthly newsletter plus updates when new books or courses are released. Please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Podomatic, Spotify, or YouTube and leave a review so others can find positive adoption and know the value of the show. You're welcome to send an email to me positiveadoption at gmail.com and follow me on social media. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at The Whole House and Twitter at Kath Guire. Thanks for listening to the show.